Well, hello and welcome back to the Bliss Code. Episode 01 of the new podcast. Exciting to be here. It's Dr. Sashin. And this is Bliss Code Thursday. And on Thursdays, in the happy, healthy, hot, and wealthy pantheon of the Bliss Code, we talk about what it means to feel hot. And by hot, we're defining a particular way of looking at yourself as it relates to being a sexualized being in the world, a sensual being in the world. So whatever you're getting up to, whether you're on the treadmill, in the car, cooking dinner, or just listening to us while you have a nice cup or sip of something, get ready to learn a little something, be entertained, and enjoy. We'll be right back with the Bliss Report after a word from our sponsor. All right, so welcome back. So this Thursday morning, we are talking about sex. Well, actually, we're not talking about sex. Let's back that up. We're talking about sexuality. We're talking about sensuality. And in some ways, I guess we're talking about sex as well. But let's define what exactly we're going to get up to here so that no one's unclear about what's going on. So this is not a biology lesson, first and foremost. This is not about the sex of uh, the biological makeup of your particular body. When I talk about sex in the context of this episode, what I'm talking about is the physical act. And when I talk about sensuality, I'm talking about the expression of your feeling about yourself as a sexual being. So we're not going to get into biology because that is fluid and this podcast isn't the place for that right now. But what we are talking about is how do you feel you rank on the scale of hotness? And when I say that, please don't start thinking, don't, don't, don't go look at yourself in the mirror and start comparing yourself to somebody on social media. What I'm asking you is, how do you feel about yourself? Do you think of yourself as a hot woman or a hot man? Do you think of yourself as a sexual, sensual creature? Or do you see yourself as someone who occasionally enjoys the act of sex, but doesn't really live your life as a sensual creature? Because one of the tenets of the bliss code is that you, we need to honor our sensuality, our sexuality. We need to honor our place in the world as sexual beings because we have a right to feel good. And part of feeling good is our sexual health. And sexual health stems from being aware and engaged with your own being as a sexual being. So what's your body code? Like when you think about who you are and, and your, um, your place of, of sexuality on a scale from zero to 100, where do you see yourself? Where are you on this hotness scale? And your scale can be anything. It can be whatever celebrities you think are, are beautiful. It can be a particular, um, way you defined, you define hotness, whatever the case may be. What you want to, what I'm asking you is when you think about yourself as a, as a sensual and sexual creature, how do you define yourself? Because you have to decide how you want to define your sexual life. And then you have to place yourself within that definition out into the, out into the world on this hotness scale that I'm talking about. So what is this, what is this hotness scale and, and why does it matter? I, I follow several people on social media and off. And one of the 
people that I follow talks a lot about being tuned in, tuned in, tuned in, tapped in and turned on. And I love that. I love that idea because when you think about our, our hotness factor, our hotness code, our, our scale of sensuality, one of the things that I think we're talking about is how tuned in are you to your own level of hotness? How turned on are you and tapped in are you to your own self, to your own sense of self in the grand scheme of the sexual landscape of your life? And let's face it, this is a conversation that many people are not necessarily having and they're not having it for a lot of reasons. Um, first and foremost, because we tend to be oversaturated in our lives with with the idea of sex and sensuality. We don't really talk about that. We just assume that everyone's got some idea of what that is. And then we go on our merry little way, assuming that, well, we've got something, uh, you know, we've got something happening because everybody's, everybody's got some idea of what's happening because we're awash in it. But when you start to dig beneath the surface, when you start to scratch beneath the surface, what I find is that a lot of people are not tuned in, tapped in, turned on by their own sense of self. They're very much maybe turned on or tuned in to the external ideas of sexuality. They may, they may have an idea of what it means to be celebrity hot or sexy mommy hot or bougie hot or sporty hot or casual hot. They may have an idea of what some of those buckets look like, but where do you place yourself? Where do you see yourself in the grand scheme of your sexuality? Uh, when I first moved to New York, I went to the sex expo over in Brooklyn and I can remember some of the conversations that I had um, before, during and after I attended this event. And a lot of women, especially, and I ran into a lot of women there and I made some really great connections, but a lot of women, especially were like, I don't, uh, what do you do with yourself in a space that literally is a wash in sex? And I said, I go to the things that are appealing to me, the things that I am tuned in, tapped in and turned on by and the things that I'm not, I don't, I don't go and engage with it, but what I am is a very conscious person when it comes to understanding my own expression of my um, sexuality as a being in the world. So anyway, at the Sex Expo, I met, like I said, I made some great contacts and I learned a lot, <laughs> a lot, and I met some great people. Um, and I also live streamed that uh, event into a group of women that was belonged to at the time. And we talked about, you know, what does it mean to be uh, in the bucket of adult entertainment hot? Because that's a whole other separate bucket. You know, we might think that the bucket of celebrity hot and adult entertainment hot is the same. It's not. Trust me, it's not. And I think that um, because we, we think that there's just so much in your face sex and sexuality that our sensuality is, is there. It's out there somewhere. But I'm asking you to think about how you reel that in, how, how you bring it back to your own life, how you, how you develop a sexuality and a sensuality, a hotness code, if you will, that fits who you are. Because you may not fit in any of the buckets that I talked about. You may not fit the celebrity hot bucket or the sexy mommy hot bucket, the sexy single, mo single mommy hot bucket, the bougie bucket, the sporty bucket, the casual bucket. You might fit into any of these buckets, but you do fit somewhere. You do fit in a place, <clears throat> excuse me, that allows you to own and express your feelings about yourself as a sexual being in the world. 
And if you don't, then you need to ask yourself why, because sexual health is part of health. Sexuality is part of health. Having a clear understanding of your, of your identity as a sexual being is good for your mental health. It's good for your physical body. It's good for your emotional stability. There are so many relationships and people going in and out of relationships who don't have any real idea of what their, what their definition of a sensual life is. And they're just coasting along on someone else's narrative. And then they wonder why they don't like sex or they don't really feel like they're very sexy. They don't feel like they're very um, sensual. They don't have any real definition of themselves as a sensual person in the world. And so what ends up happening is that sensuality becomes this thing that people wear like um, a shield or a blanket instead of being something that we wear as a badge of honor or a place of pride. And what I want you to think about as you think about life and the bliss is it's supposed to feel good. Sensuality, again, sex is one thing. Sensuality is another. Sensuality, the expression of yourself as a sexual being is an everyday thing. It's an all the time thing. It's, it's using all of your senses to be blissfully connected to the world. And if you haven't stopped to define who you are as a sensual creature, then all you can do is default to sex. Because what else do you know? You don't really know anything else. So I'm challenging you on Bliss Code Hot Thursday to think about yourself as a sensual creature in the world. Like, What does it mean to be a sensual person? And what does your hotness have to do with how you get up in the morning, how you brush your teeth, comb your hair, go take a shower, the kind of bath things that you pick for yourself, the kind of clothes that you choose to wear, the kind of underwear you put on your body, the kind of shoes that you put on your body. And let's be clear, you can, you want to find your version of the sensual life that works for you because here's what I know. Sensual lives are wonderful lives for people. But if you don't know what your sensual life is, then you're coasting through life, missing out on a big part of what makes the bliss life possible. And sensuality and the central exp the expression of your feelings of sensuality in the world are based on how confident you are. Because confidence and exploration of your senses in the world confidently, that's what really brings your sensuality to life. That gets you into that state of bliss that I'm talking about. When you engage in life, with all of your senses and you really begin to embody the concept of being a hot, healthy, emotionally healthy, um, physically healthy, mentally healthy person who embraces the sensual side of life through all of the senses, including the sexual ones, then you find that your life begins to feel a whole lot more enjoyable and you're no longer wearing your sensuality or you're no longer running from your sensuality as if it's something bad because you don't necessarily just have to have sex to feel like a sensual creature. Life becomes a sensual playground of which sex is only a small part or a large part. I'm not here to judge and either way is fine. The continuum is out there for a reason. But either way, sex becomes a part of your sensual makeup. It doesn't become the only thing that you go to when you start thinking about yourself as a sensual creature. Now, I talk about the celebrity hot bucket because, you know, celebrities are pretty hot. But I also want to talk about 
what does it really mean to be hot? Like, what does that mean? And so for, for the hotness scale that I asked you about at the very top here, I want to throw out for you this idea of sexy and what does sexy mean and what can it mean for you? And then I want you to look at your life today. I want you to get out there as you're going about your day. I want you to think about where do I see myself in her hotness scale? Where do I see myself on this scale in these in the parameters of the scale? So what is sexy? First of all, it's confidence. Are you confident in what you're wearing, how you look, how you combed your hair this morning, the earrings that you put on, the tie that you're wearing, the shoes, the belt, the skirt, the dress, the pants, whatever the case may be. Are you confident? Because confidence is the root of sensuality. When we are confident in our in our being as sensual creatures, we're more likely to ask for what we want and we're more likely to demand to be happy in getting it <laughs> instead of just punting our happiness to make someone else happy. So there's confidence. And the next piece to this is our personal style. You know, part of being confident is being confident in who you are in the skin that you're in. And the more you can embrace your sense of self, the more confident you become. I follow um, several amazingly confident and sensual and beautiful women, and they range in their personal style and in their commitment to that style, their commitment to being who they are in the space of the world in all of their glory. So everyone from Lizzo, who I adore, to JLo, who I also adore, very different personal styles, very different commitment to their styles, but very committed to their their sense of self and sensuality in the world. I also follow this great comedian call, um, named, her handle is That Chick Angel. And um, I also follow uh, at Mrs. Kev on stage, two, again, very different styles of sensuality buckets, but their commitment to their sense of style is so confident and it's so sexy and it's so sensual in the world. So when you think about sensuality and sexuality, who do you look at in the world to go, I really appreciate their sense of commitment to their personal style because that's what you're attracted to. That's what we're always attracted to. Someone who's confident in their style, confident in their commitment to being who they are, confident in themselves. Next is the sense of fun that people are having in the journey. That's the last piece of the hotness bucket, right? So when we think about the celebrities that we really enjoy, the people that we that we point to and go, they are obviously having a really good time with this. <laughs> so their sense of fun is so sexy. Your sense of fun with your life is very sexy. Here's the deal. You cannot have a life of bliss if you're not having any fun. And if you're not having any fun, then you're not having a life of bliss. So the bliss here is um, to understand and to figure out where are you having fun? Where does your fun intersect with your personal style and then intersect with your confidence and then intersect with your commitment to keep having a life that allows you to be in your personal style, having fun and feeling confident. I go back to, you know, um, celebrity because we all understand celebrity. And I'm going to give you two examples in particular. The first being Jada Pinkett Smith, who recently just shaved her head and she talked extensively about the fact that she had been losing her hair for a long time and she'd done various different styles um, of short hair to kind of mask the fact that she was losing her hair. And then at towards the end, the time, the transition time to when she cut her hair, she began to wear a 
lot of turbans and headscarves. And, you know, hair is such, it's such a personal thing, right? It's part of our, our sense of style. It's part of our personal sense of style. And if you're someone for whom a certain type of hair, hair length, hair color, hair texture, uh, is important to your personal sense of style and then it goes away or it's it's it becomes different than what you're used to you have to struggle with understanding what that does to your sense of confidence what that does to your sense of self and you have to figure out how to be be a sensual creature in the world in a way that's foreign to you and when she shaved her head and she came onto social media and all of her bald-headed glory one of the things that struck me was the vulnerability in her eyes of okay, I am going to do this and I'm going to embrace this even though it scares me to death to now be a woman who, who is now wearing no hair, from hair to no hair. Um, and as I watch her on social media and I see the evolution of, of Jada from what I've grown up, because I grew up watching her and, I, uh, and I'm a very big fan of hers, to where she is now, I see this this confidence and this strength emerging and I'm like gosh that's sexy like that's a woman who's in touch with her sensual side and she is going to live this new reality in a way that allows her to embody a new personal style which brings her confidence which shows up in her commitment to being herself which shows up in her ability to have fun like she's got this roller skating video that I think is uber cute um, but that sense of fun and that sense of style that sense of personal style and her commitment to that rocking that hot bucket, right? Like she is rocking her bliss code for hotness. She has made the commitment to be divinely present and in her skin and in her space and loving every second of it. Now I want to talk about a video that came out that people just, oh Lord, the conversation. But this is another example of wonderful bliss. And it's funny that the three examples I'm going to talk about have a lot to do with hair, though the second one does not. So Jennifer Lopez uh, had a milestone milestone birthday this year, and I don't I I'm not sure she turned. She's in her fifties, so I'm not quite sure where. I probably should know that, but I'm not going about it right now because that's actually not really important. What is important is that she looks amazing. She looks amazing, and whether you like her music or you like her acting or you like her persona or you like how she looks or whatever the case may be, she too is a woman who struggled with hair loss. By the way. Um, but she she is someone for whom dance has been uh, the way she has expressed herself through life. Like she's an entertainer and her body reflects that. It reflects her commitment to her craft. Not unlike my favorite all time favorite great Tina Turner, who I'll talk about in a different episode. Back to JLo. She put out a video of her dancing on a deck of a boat in a bikini and a caftan, just living her best life and big old wedge heels and big old sunglasses and messy hair and she just was having fun and she is in her bliss her celebrity hot bucket yes it's it's there but what strikes me always is that she is confident she has a personal sense of style she is committed to that sense of style she's absolutely committed to the way she moves centrally throughout the world and because of that, she has fun with it, whether it's short hair or long hair, bikinis or, or sweatpants, because she wears it all on, on social media. Regardless of what the circumstances are, you can see that she is moving confidently through the world and having a really great time doing it. 
And I think that's really important to remember as you're contemplating today, what is your hot bucket? Like where, where are you on the hotness scale of life? Are you a, do you think that you're a one? Do you think you're 100? And you notice I haven't defined the scale for you because I'm not going to, because none of the women that I'm thinking about, or even the men, because there are men out there who are the same way. And I, I will give you examples of those on another podcast. But regardless of where you see yourself, if you think one is bad or 100 is, is, is bad, none of that matters. What really matters is, are you confident? Do you have a personal sense of style? Are you committed to that personal sense of style, to, to the exclusion of other people's opinions about it? And are you having fun with it? Because those things make you hot. Those things bring, bring you joy. Those things bring you bliss. And that is, after all, what I think we should all be striving more towards is understanding how to bring more bliss into our everyday lives instead of saving it for big occasions and hoping like heck we don't die before we get there. So the last one I want to talk about who is also just amazing embodiment of her bliss and um, her hotness factor is Dr. Jill Biden, the first lady of the United States. Completely different from JLo, completely different from Jada Pekin Smith. And yet at the same time, this woman rocks her hotness, right? She is always put together. She's supremely confident in her choice of personal style. Like you understand that this is Jill, this is Dr. Biden, and she wears her personal style, makes no apologies for it. And the people, yeah, all the stockings, I loved those stockings. They weren't quite fishnet, they were more lacy. And I was like, I haven't seen uh, anyone wear a cool stocking in years years and years and years. And yet there's a picture of her getting uh, out of an airplane, I believe to get onto Air Force One. And she has on this great dress and these black stockings with this design in them. And oh, the media had a field day. But what I also uh, recognized was how fun was that? How much fun did she have putting that on, knowing full well that the world was going to have a hissy fit and yet was committed to having fun. Like she is constantly in the spotlight. And she has made it a mission, I think, I don't know her personally, but I think she's made it her mission to say, listen, I might be the first lady of the United States, but I'm fun and I am confident and I am sexy and I am hot. And if you think that I'm going to allow the world to tell me that I'm not, you are crazy. So wherever you find your, yourself, whether you can see yourself in a Jada Pinkett Smith or a Jennifer Lopez or a Dr. Jill Biden, I hope that what you understand is being hot and finding yourself on the hotness scale has less to do about a particular look or a particular way of, of, of a particular thing that you wear or how much hair you have or don't have. It has everything to do with your confidence, your, your personal style, your commitment to expressing that personal style and your ability to have fun with it, regardless of circumstances or what anybody else might say about you. So it is great that you tuned in. I really appreciate it. If you like what you're hearing, please, um, <clears throat> excuse me, like, comment, share, and subscribe this, to this podcast so that you get updates for when the new episodes drop. And as you are thinking about your hotness today in the bliss code of hot, think about this. How can you make sure that you are finding your hot today? What is it that you can do to make sure that the world understands that I am confident? 
this is my personal style. I am committed to this style and I'm going to have a really good time doing, doing me. And so you should come along with me for the ride because it is a lot of fun to be me. And if you can find a way to make that your mantra, like it's a lot of fun to be me, you will find your bliss hands down. No problem. This is Dr. Sashin. Thanks for tuning in for this episode of the Blitz Report and I will see you tomorrow. Bye now.